Welcome to the Twimmel AI Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Charrington. GK, welcome to This Week in Machine Learning and AI. I'm glad to be here, Sam. Uh, why don't we get started by having you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in AI there at Toyota? Sure. Uh, my background is in software engineering. I've been in this field for about 18 years. Um, I did my bachelor's in electronics and communication. So for the last seven years or so, I'm uh, fully involved in connected cars. Uh, connected okay. cars come in all shapes and sizes. And uh, my relationship with Toyota was uh, since 2011. And I've been with Hyundai and Toyota on and off uh, in the last few years. So... In the past year or so, I've taken a lead on this group within Toyota Connected called Innovation, which, uh, you know, the objective of this is to find um, new products, new services, new ideas to enhance the connected car experience for our customers. And so that's that's where we started off with the machine learning and AI in terms of looking at conversational interfaces for, for our customers in various uh, endpoints. And that's really uh, that's really how the involvement with AI and ML started, and we've been doing few different things in that area over the over the past nine months to a year. Yeah, it's pretty incredible how you know just a few years ago we would think of the autom at least those of us yeah or I guess I should just say myself I don't know about anyone else but you know I would think about cars as you know not very technology forward things right you know you you kind of have these built-in consoles that were you know many years behind what you get every day with your phone and. You know, it seems like the industry is really waking up to the opportunity and really the the way consumers want to integrate technology kind of across through their lives, I guess. I don't know. How do you how do you think about the, the role of the connected car? Yes, that's you know, I, I'm going to say tell me about it. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's been a it's been a topic of everybody uh you know who's who's been using smartphones for the last few years in the sense like you know they have this piece of technology that's sitting in their hands that does various things and then they go into the cars and you know what they see is really you know several years behind like you said uh in terms of not just the technology it's also the user interface how it uh how it behaves and you know how it really helps uh customers carry on their connected lives into mm -hmm. the vehicle so i you know we you know all certainly you know know that cars have a much bigger role to play or can provide much better experience when it comes to connected lives you you know average uh, american i heard you know probably commutes about 10 hours a week mm -hmm. uh, or 6 to 10 hours a week so that's that's a that's a wasted opportunity right now and without having this fixed you know what we see uh, is more accidents more distractions you know having customers trying to use their smartphone as a replacement for an in vehicle device it's not really designed to be and you know, I believe there is a there's plenty of things that we can do to improve that, and um, you know, not just make use of this time in an effective way so customers are not distracted. So safety is one aspect of this. The other aspect is essentially making this time a lot more productive 
a lot more joyful uh, in, in, in the driving experience. You know, while we still wait for autonomous cars, which may take, um, you know, 10 or, year, 10 or more years to become mainstream, uh, I think we still have a lot more to do in the, in the connected car world. One of the ways that the various uh, car manufacturers have tried to uh, allow us to safely engage with our vehicles is through voice interfaces. And this is, again, one of those experiences where, you know, for a few years now, like the, the, the phone kind of voice interaction experience was way ahead of the car interactive, uh, you know, voice interface but the cars are now talking about, I guess I see a couple of different strategies. One is um, just kind of advancing the technology. The other is just wholesale outsourcing it to, you know, things like Alexa or, you know, other companies' versions of those things. You know, how does that landscape look to you? Uh, and what's the approach to that at Toyota? Yeah, I think you you reached the the core of this uh, you know current technology landscape uh, in terms of you know how it's going to pan out. Mm -hmm. uh, you're right. The the existing versions of voice recognition you know operate on you know predefined phrases, and you have to be in a certain application in a certain screen to use certain words to utilize voice recognition. It's very frustrating. Um, I haven't seen anybody actively using it successfully in their cars to, <laughs> you know, and we spend a lot of money on this. So to, to actually put this in the cars, but uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not really useful so the next wave is obviously you know taking from the home experience where we have these virtual assistants sitting in terms of uh, you know what you see as alexa or google assistant so uh, and of course the smartphones provide similar experience so customers want to carry that over and that's obviously the the, the next wave of the experience that's that you know the customers need in the car and what we also want to provide in the car uh, which is, you know, fully natural language, uh, you know, conversational, dialogue-oriented, um, you know, use in, uh, you know, it understands the context, it understands, you know, what your habits and provides uh, responsive voices, definitely the, the key aspect of understanding what the customer needs. The technology that Google and Alexa brings and how that's going to fit in the car, you know, whether the automakers are going to outsource to these players, I think there are a few key things to understand. Um, so the vehicle is not a smartphone equivalent. I think there are a lot of misconceptions. Yes, the, in, a, in a way, it is an extension of your digital life. It's another device. It's an electronic screen. So there is some comparison there. But also vehicle, uh, you know, you are actually using it for driving from point A to point B. It's not a $1,000 device. It's a $30,000 device <laughs> or a $40,000 device. Right. So as a customer, you know, I should be able to comfortably use my vehicle uh, through my muscle memory. And there are a lot of things when it comes to just the user experience, how the, the customer interacts with a car versus a phone. So I believe it's, it's, a, it's a hybrid of, you know, the technology that Google or Amazon provides with respect to their assistance and deep integration into what the vehicle can do and you know how the vehicle ecosystem um, works i think a hybrid of these would provide the best uh, of experience to the customer and we are yet to we are actively working on this we are actively looking into various aspects from you know user experience to uh, data protection to privacy and you know all these different aspects on how this you know what the exact model that's going to 
help the customers uh, ultimately that's that's the aim here to to help the customers so uh, if you look at deep vehicle integration we have access to the vehicle uh, you know controllers the data that comes out of the vehicle uh, you know we know how driving works we know automotive so the the virtual assistant in the car has to be you know able to take advantage of that needs to know you know okay my my gasoline or uh, fuel tank is just you know 10% more and should i suggest uh, a gas station nearby and this is data that we have about the car and we know that customer you know typically prefers filling it in the last minute versus you know some customers <laughs> that are <laughs> you know really talking about filling the gas tank when it's just a quarter more so all these have to be taken into consideration building this experience can you give some other examples of kind of how the, you know, when you think of this like hybrid experience that uh, enables use cases that's not really attainable by just pulling in a third party thing like an Alexa, what are the things that like most uh, jump out at you? I think there are, you know, most customers when you when you are in the car you do you know three main things so navigation you want to go from you know one place to another place you want to find you know interesting places to go or restaurants to go so it's you know you can put everything under navigation uh, definitely media consumption whether it's music or podcasts or you know anything that you do in the car takes up majority of your time and then uh, communication which is you know just essentially messaging, which is which is one of the most distracting aspects of vehicles. So these three key areas, you know, I firmly believe it needs to be customized for the vehicle and how the vehicle operates and, you know, how you interact with your steering wheel switches and other tactical knobs in a way. So um, these are some of the areas which, which could be done well by both the, you know, OEMs, the automotive OEMs and the, the, the players that are out there. So this is something that needs to be carefully considered on how we do. The vehicle-specific use case, one I already mentioned, like about knowing your fuel levels. Mm -hmm. The other could be about your driving behaviors, right? So, you know, there are use cases where you could actually essentially coach the coach the driver on how their driving is, you know, take their emotions in future, you know, could be facial recognition. Are they tired? Are they sleepy? Um, you know, are they frustrated are they driving it a little bit more rashly can you know we can detect all this and so it's not then it becomes not just voice it becomes multimodal right so you're you're essentially being an assistant listening or uh, observing and you know providing some suggestions and this this requires inputs from multiple vehicle sensors and um, knowing how the customer drives Right. And what are the different uh, reactions in the vehicle systems that that are causing this to provide, you know, and this could ultimately save lives or save time or. You know. So uh, those are the examples I could think of. But, uh, you know, vehicle has, uh, you know, various aspects to it when it comes to a life cycle of a customer on uh, how they use the vehicle. So things that you could see like service right after like maintenance. So your oil quality is low. Do you want to take it for an oil change? So these are some other examples where you integrate with the the dealership or uh, ecosystem, and that's something where we can we can provide a lot more well, lot of value through the system. What kind of approaches are you taking to to kind of get there? So without 
talking about any secret sauce uh, <laughs> like i said uh, we're looking at you know uh, from a plain natural language point of view we're looking at you know conversational interfaces building it uh, uh, looking at variety of technology solutions that could satisfy this need and how that could be integrated into the vehicle ecosystem i think that's that's kind of in a, in in a couple of statements summarize you know all the activities we do and uh, uh, you know also you know just just working with you know variety of players in this area and see you know what can be bought off the shelf what can be integrated as a service uh, and those are also some of the things we are looking at uh, from a ai or ml perspective it's it's essentially building this conversational interface and scaling it up for for millions of users uh, you know whether through vehicles or through the chatbots for customer service uh, are also some of the things we are looking at and what's your assessment of kind of the the landscape that you're seeing to date and kind of the readiness to uh support the vehicle use case like are there for example in vehicles connectivity can be intermittent but you still have you know you potentially have people depending on these capabilities like are those some of the challenges that you're facing and do you see the technology as being kind of evolved enough to support those yes connectivity is a, it's a good question so connectivity is is one aspect that differentiates uh, in a vehicle experience so anything critical uh, you know like we have services that can you know inform a call center operator on an event of a crash right so even those services currently rely on your your 4g connectivity or um uh, wireless connectivity to to operate so uh, so but those those services can operate with limited data connectivity they're they're sending small amounts of data but when it comes to a voice experience you're looking at you know streaming audio so there's definitely a challenge but uh, I believe it's been improving a lot in terms of coverage and speeds 4g is much more prevalent than you know just a few years ago and it's going to be just upgraded to faster speeds wider coverage so uh, we need to still design for it we need to still design for connectivity uh, issues but i think given the nature of uh, some of these services most of them are non critical you know we we turn them as infotainment service so so that that should be uh, something we can take care of um, the main uh, aspect we are looking at is you know a conversational voice interface in a vehicle is much different could be much different than you know what you have at home or a smartphone i believe that's that's where you know the product design has to evolve to capture that user experience and have the technology be able to support it right mm-hmm. so simple examples uh, could be in your vehicle when you're asking for something uh, if the vehicle keeps asking for confirmation that could be very distracting right, right. so uh, so there are certain things we need to work around or change in the way the users uh, work uh, with the vehicle and also make it multimodal right because we have a heads up display we have uh, the dashboard we have the multimedia unit as well so how can the visual and the auditory output combine and work together to make this user experience better so when you combine these then even the technology has to adapt to these different uh, multimodal inputs in a way so those are you know essentially some of the challenges 
has Toyota announced specific, like a specific set of partners around this voice assistant uh, market? Or if not, you know, what's your general take on kind of the timeline for seeing that technology in uh, vehicles? Uh, we had already announced a partnership with uh, Amazon and the CES. Um, so some form of Alexa experience is going to be brought into the vehicle for, for the immediate term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, for a more deeper integrated uh, experience, uh, it's going to take a few years. You know, I can't give a specific timeline now. It's still looking into you know various aspects. But I think the, the future where we are looking at... Uh, variety of vehicle inputs and integrating into this experience is, is it's at least two or three years away for for toyota um not to say that we won't have uh, an experience before that uh, it's just that there are various levels to it right so when you talk about facial recognition and and emotion sensing i think those are definitely you know three to four years away there's cost involved in having even a camera to to recognize your facial expression so um, so some of those uh, it would depend on whether it's it's a luxury vehicle versus a versus an economy vehicle so those would also impact the the timelines in terms of partners uh, other than alexa i think we are working with you know different other players uh, not to name names but you know uh, hopefully we'll soon you know announce those partnerships in the the next few months were you at ces this year Yes, I was. Oh, okay. I, w- I was there also. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll ask you this question. I've been kind of waiting for someone, to, a good person to ask this question. So you guys announced this partnership with Alexa. Uh, and in fact, at you know CS, basically everyone was kind of announcing these partnerships with Alexa and Google Assistant. And like, is, do you feel like this is really consumer driven or... Is this kind of the, you know, this ecosystem getting way out ahead of what consumers want? Like, I don't, I've got Alexa's around here and Google Assistant's around here. And, you know, they're basically, uh, I say this all the time, like, I think the technology is amazing uh, and that over time it will evolve to be, you know, extremely useful. And I think that um, targeted voice interfaces definitely have a, a place, but right now, you know, I think of them as like expensive timers and alarm clocks, right? So <laughs> most expensive egg timer I have ever bought. Um, and I'm just not sure that it's the consumer that is driving these things into refrigerators and washing machines and cars and ironing boards and like garage doors, everything. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> so I I may have a different take on it. This is my personal opinion, not you know, of course, um, not Toyota's. But you know, mm-hmm. I I got the Alexa when it first came out of the market, pre-ordered it, same did with the Google Assistant, and been using it. Um, and you know, my wife's opinion was the same as yours. You know, why do we buy this expensive timer? You know, this just mm-hmm. you know can do two things. But I think it has evolved over a period of time. You know, you started uh, asking for weather, and you started playing music. Now you know we can't live without it for playing music, right? So just come home, you know, uh, and then say a command, and you have a nice little background music going. So I think the utility, even though it is limited, it it's expanding. And once you know, and this is where we, you know, there is an adaptation from the human side to say, 
this is how i use the technology to to get the best use right so um, you know exactly what to ask so my daughter knows exactly what to ask uh, and she knows if you if you ask it in a different way it's not going to be useful so i think when when humans start learning how to use this technology for one thing at a time maybe you're using it just for timer today tomorrow you may use it for weather so over a period of time you start using it for minor things i think and then uh, 6 months down the line i take away all the uh, alexas and google homes from your home you're going to be very frustrated believe me so <laughs> i think there is there is utility it's limited but it the it, it it expands and humans start to learn and adapt on how to use it for specific use cases at specific times uh, so there is definitely customer demand and you could look at the sale of these these units over the last holiday period so and take that into the car it's you know whether it's customer demand or not uh you need a really good conversational interface in the car there's no better place than car for these kind of interfaces right yeah so there is part customer demand but there's also part uh, a need for this to have in the vehicle uh you know 10 years ago and uh, you know at least now we are starting to have these uh, in the car so right. i feel i feel it's 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 a well deserved attention given to these technologies to be brought into the car uh better late than never so <laughs> <laughs> I, i do i agree that the car is one of the places where you know particularly when you've you've got the integrations that you've described all set up and figured out you know there's a lot of value there because you know until the car is driving itself like it'd be better for me to keep my eyes on the wheel than to you know dial a phone or change the temperature or whatever. So that said like when you think about an Alexa, what's the role of Alexa? Is Alexa a service at the front end that's doing kind of the speech recognition and you know is it a platform that's figuring out intents and all that kind of stuff or does Toyota develop technology you know or need to develop technology that does all that because that's where the integration needs to happen and then Alexa is this back end kind of portal to a bunch of other consumer services uh that's again um, going to the heart of the problem on you know what we are dealing with so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have been involved in this for for quite a time so but uh yeah that's a very good question um multiple people have multiple opinions on this uh my my personal opinion is uh, we need to have these technologies uh as a base uh you know whether we build it or whether we get partners to do it i think this these technologies are going to be used in various different interfaces right so even given things like chatbots for customer service you know today we have uh, you know thousands of calls coming into our call center asking about how to use a particular vehicle system or how to use a particular setting in their navigation to to do what they want to do and mm-hmm. you know we could we could reduce a lot of these customer calls with let's say a simple chatbot available through their messenger app or whatever and then if you if you're able to do it really well it's going to be much easier for the customer rather than picking up the phone um, to get answers mm-hmm. so i think the technology as a base is going to serve multiple endpoints so we need to approach it from from that perspective um 
and then your in vehicle is just another uh, or more you know it's most important but it's another interface for the customer so if you look at it from that perspective it's definitely you know imperative for us to have the technology to do this and uh, you know all these different ecosystems from from these assistant uh, providers bring all the integrations that they already have to to add on to this experience i'm curious about uh, maybe there's more of like culture you know auto manufacturer culture meets ai and like how that all works and are there you know things that you're um seeing where you know ways in which the organization is changing to adapt to kind of this new way of thinking about interfaces or things like that or things that you think personally need to happen for large kind of engineering culture traditional engineering culture driven organizations like auto manufacturers to uh, ad- adopt this technology yes and uh, that's a good segue so i can talk about data connected uh, so that's mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the reason data connected was set up so toyota toyota itself is a huge conglomerate that everybody knows Toyota Connected is, is set up as a technology company to to build this innovation from within, right? So, typically the the service providers or you know companies that specialize in product development, uh, whether it could be AI, ML, or you know natural language or anything else for that matter, now they are out. They are not the automotive company itself, right? So, as an automotive company, we know how customers you know we know what customers want we know how customers behave we know how our vehicles behave so just fusing these two the you know the technology and innovation capabilities with this domain experience is 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 really a, a key area for us to move forward right so everybody has to become a technology company in order to survive in this new uh, new way of things so mm-hmm. um so that's that's the primary purpose data you know connected was set up so with the you know our management encourages innovation uh, it's an open culture startup atmosphere uh, except with a nice backing of the huge data name and uh, that's essentially brought into you know attract talent who can who can build this from within and make sure it it gels with the the customer needs right so it's it's like fusing this hardware and software together built built by the same same player has its own advantages uh, so that's 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 what we are looking at uh, to doing at doing in toyota connected and i hope i that answers your question is probably you're asking whether it's needed or not yeah 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 it sounds like yeah, it, it is and and it's that's kind of the way you're addressing it and so what other are there other ways that or areas that Toyota Connected is looking at AI beyond well you mentioned we we talked extensively about the voice interface you mentioned chatbots as a customer service experience are there other ways that Toyota Connected is looking at AI Yes uh Toyota Connected has built a connected yeah you know it's a car sharing platform and you probably heard about it in CES when when our president talked about uh, e-pallet and some of those services that that come with the car sharing economy and mm-hmm. uh, in fact we had launched a pilot in in Hawaii as well for car sharing uh, so that is going to you know give us some opportunity to optimize um, the the sharing economy in terms of you know where what are the best places in the town to keep 
cars so people can make it less, you know. So there's a, there's a demand forecasting, you know, heat map. Uh, can we change the, the pricing based on the demand so we can get better utilization of the car? So there's a lot of things that you can do with uh, with ML in the in the car sh- in the car sharing economy. There's also uh, things around uh, you know preferences, driver preferences, customer preferences to you know surface notifications, um, and then like I said earlier, probably you know areas like coaching, uh, you know something we have right. started looking into using machine learning. So yes, there are plenty of other areas that we have started investigation on how we can best leverage AI and ML. Awesome. Well, GK, thank you so much for taking some time out to tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, It's been a pleasure talking to you. Great. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. For more information on GK or any of the topics covered in this episode, you'll find the show notes at twimlai.com slash talk slash 120. If you're new to the podcast and you like what you hear, or you're a veteran listener and haven't already done so, please head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us your most gracious rating and review. It helps new listeners find us, which helps us grow. Thanks so much for listening and catch you next time.